Fearless Narrative is the podcast where we spotlight amazing female entrepreneurs and artists who are changing the world today. Enjoy the show. Hello, this is Fearless Narratives. I am your host, Cortland Jones. And today our guest is Madison Pulaski. She's a fashion photographer, stylist, and creative director. She has studied fashion media and graphic design at LaSalle University and the London College of Fashion. She is known for capturing the true, ex- the true essence of an individual through color, mood, and clothes. Her work has been featured online and in print through Vogue Italia, Photo Vogue, and Vulcan Magazine, and through creative partnership with Parade Underwear and Fancy Beauty. Hi, Madison. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? It was great. I love it. <laughs> I tried so hard. The intro was hard. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm happy to talk to you today. I know. This is so exciting. <laughs> Okay, so I want to learn about your background first and to know how did you get into fashion photography? Yeah, um, so I have always just kind of had an interest in it. Um, I got my first camera when I was about 12 and I was just like taking photos of like my family and my friends. um, And that was something that I did throughout um, elementary school, middle school. And then when I got my first DSLR in high school, I was constantly inspired by Tumblr, which I feel like is a very like my age kind of thing to say. <laughs> I love um, Tumblr. That's how we all grew up. Uh-huh. Um, and then I went to cosmetology school during high school, actually. And that's when I found that I had an interest in like all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then studying that and being interested and thinking I wanted to do hair and makeup for photo shoots. I was like, no, I want to take my love of photography and mix it with that and that's how I kind of came about to wanting to study fashion media and I feel like you always meet people that go to college and the first thing that they say on the first day of school is like I don't really know what I want to do I have known like since I've started that I wanted to be a fashion photographer and that I was going to do anything to make it happen um and now I here I am at 24 years old and this is what I'm doing and I love it and you're so good at it too I saw your your work <laughs> on um on uh, creatively and so beautiful and then I saw on Instagram and it was just even more like detailed and just oh gorgeous thank you so much (laughs) so much (laughs) I actually did um I studied at FIT and I did part of my um part of my studies was photography photography and I I loved having like the seeing the world behind the lens but I wasn't I wasn't that great at photography I will I will admit that I will admit it but it was a really interesting experience to have and to see the world differently through that lens there's a power behind being behind the camera <laughs> exactly yeah I really love it I'm someone who loves to have like control over things and mm-hmm. I feel like building my set and having control all over all of that just like it makes me feel so powerful and I create like my own little world through it and I just love it okay so every photographer struggles when they first start out so how what is the one thing you wish you knew when you first started taking photos? I honestly wish that someone would just sit me down and tell me to just be patient. It comes with time um, because that is something that I really struggled with dealing with, especially when the pandemic happened. I just graduated school. I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew that this is what I wanted, but you couldn't really get teams of people. I wasn't working with models for so many months because of the pandemic. and if someone just told me like 
Madison, it's going to be okay. Be patient. You're going to get to where you want to go. Um, so I wasn't just sitting there freaking out like every day about it. (laughs) Um, it would have been so helpful just to hear that because now looking back, I've created just some of the most, like, to me, the most impressive images that I've created has been within the last year. And back in when I was starting in 2016, 2018, like I could never see that coming to where I was back then. Um, so I just wish I kind of knew that, that, uh, like perfecting your craft comes with time and patience. You have to like take it all and it can't happen overnight. Definitely. That's, I think, awesome advice for any artist, really. We, I think we're always the hardest, hardest on ourselves and that's, that kind of, you know, hurts us more than helps us, but it also does help us to grow in our, you know, craft and to get better at it. Exactly. And I really feel like that over social media, you can never tell what anyone's feeling, but mm-hmm. after everyone that I've like mentored and stuff like that, the one thing that they tell me is like imposter syndrome is so real for any part of like any creative industry that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I felt since I started. When I first started, I never really even felt like I could call myself a photographer that I just thought I was like taking photos with my camera and I'm just having fun with like friends and people that I thought were pretty and like looked cool. <laughs> um, but no, I'm like realizing like all these years later, like it was okay to, you know, be that, to want to be that. Yeah. So as I was saying earlier, like I... I didn't feel like I was good at being a photographer like in school. Like I didn't ever feel confident in my photos. So in your opinion, what makes for a good photo and for a bad one? I think it's really important for fashion photography because beauty is always in the eye of the beholder. You can take something and say that you're not good at it, but the next person can look at it and think it's the most beautiful thing that they've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think visual interest and creating a story is really important with any sort of photography. You don't want to look at an image and be bored with it. You want it to make it you want to you want it to make you feel something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. You can do that by styling set design um composition all that stuff like how you pose an image I think it's really important but also you don't need to know everything to create a good image you can just take um you're you were inspired by something you were inspired by let's say a runway show and you said I want to take that think about how it made me feel and then throw that out and build something out of it you were not copying you're taking the visual interest that you liked and creating a story behind it. And I think that's what makes the most visually appealing and a quote unquote good photo mm-hmm. is when you have something that you can be proud of and that can make you feel something. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. How, how do you want your audience to feel when they see your photos? I just want everyone to kind of like look at my work and say, wow, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I like creating, especially like I'm in my home studio right now. Um, but creating a studio space with like the works of set design with the work of like um, all this stuff. I want you to feel like you're transported somewhere. Um, and I want you to feel, I want it to be like reminiscent of like past memories. A lot of my work is inspired by like my childhood, like what I like always loved, like the very whimsical ethereal elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like what I want you to see and what I want you to get out and what I want you to feel. It should feel um nostalgic I'm really into like vintage um Mm -hmm. and I love like the feeling that vintage gives me of nostalgia and just being like 
so whimsical and that's like kind of what I want everyone to have when they look at my photos that's beautiful and then also adding to that then what how do you want your models to feel when you are um photographing them I'm actually really happy you brought this up because <laughs> that's like one of my biggest things is I just want my models to feel so comfortable I have had so many models come in here and tell me absolute horror stories of the photographers that they've worked in in the past either um either horribly assaulting them in some way or mm -hmm. um just telling me how it was such a not positive experience and like saying that the photographer didn't really give them any direction and they didn't like hype them up at all they didn't show them the photos they didn't know what they looked like or anything it's really important for me to create a connection with the model while they're here um it's I always tell everyone when they book me you're not booking a photo shoot you're more so booking an experience mm -hmm. you want to be able to have something that you can look back on and not like regret the day you want to make sure that you feel beautiful you want to make sure that you're being respected I feel like the model industry as a whole is not respected in the fashion industry and it's something that we really need to work towards to change and it's something that I always try to do my part to change I always will like do check-ins with my models and also just choosing models that the industry wouldn't stereotypically like quote unquote say are the perfect industry models because everything's changing. And I feel like those changes are needed in order to, you know, feel your best authentic self and create the best authentic work. Definitely. I, I did notice how, how your models are so different and beautiful and it's not like, you know, not always like standard, like, you know, thick thin models it's like you know models of like every kind of looks and it's just that captures so much and I, I think your your mission your um photos and your vision is just wonderful thank you so much <laughs> I feel like it really adds to the visual story that you get too once you see like like you were saying like my whole body of work is all these different models and it all together creates a story even mm -hmm. if it's not just a specific individual ones and that's something that I'm really striving for yeah. I will tell you actually, Madison, that this is actually a secret, but I'm sure once I air this episode out, it won't be a secret anymore. But um, I've been told, like, I've been encouraged to like be to do, do modeling for years and I didn't want to because I'm awkward and scared. But, <laughs> but um, I actually have a friend who's a model and she has, has created, created this like model, model guide to help those who are trying to get into the modeling industry. And I was looking into it recently and then because of her inspiration and seeing seeing your photos actually uh, over the last few weeks, I made the courageous leap to actually apply to a modeling job recently. Oh my God, <laughs> and, I love that. And I got it. So I'm, I'm doing a four, a four hour photo shoot in like next week that I'm terrified of, but I'm hoping... I'll have a mod, I'll have, have a photographer and a team that's like as kind as you are and has the same kind of mission and goal as you, probably not, but hopefully I will have one that's like lucky. That's, I'm lucky enough to have someone that's like good to have for my first shoot because I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I always ask when I walk in with a model and ask them if it's their first shoot. I do a lot of with um like model agency work where I'm working with their new models to create test portfolios with them. Mm -hmm. And 
um, if you go in and just say like, hey, this is my first shoot, any direction, I'm sure the photographer or the rest of the team will eat that up and be like, yes, like, here's how I can help you. Because at the end of the day, everyone wants beautiful images that they can use. And everyone wants to be comfortable in the work environment that they have. And I just think that doing that would kind of like let everyone know and make sure everyone's comfortable and could be really great but I hope you have a really amazing team and I that's so exciting I really hope it goes well and I can't wait to see thank you okay back to you now sorry <laughs> that's okay no it's so exciting okay so at, so for newbie photographers who are trying to find tips to get started I feel it's important to ask about how you prepare for your shoots so what what do you bring with you on your or what do you, what do you carry with you in your camera bag or when you travel with your for your shoots so I actually am someone that doesn't carry a camera bag um <laughs> which may be a little controversial for all the photographers um I have a very specific way of doing things I will always have if I'm the creative director on the shoe I'll always either have my laptop or my phone with me with the mood board and posing boards already on my person so that I can have that at the ready. Um, but other than that, I really, I like to shoot with multiple different cameras, especially if I'm working in a studio space, because it just gives it that extra oomph that like you can have different images and they're not all the same. So I'll have maybe five cameras on me um, just in my purse and then I'll have either my laptop or my phone and that's it. Um, I don't really carry much else unless I have to bring with me um, the clothes and the props. Um, but I think it's really important to kind of like get rid of the stigma that in order to be a professional photographer, you need these millions of dollars of equipment. Mm -hmm. um, I actually worked an event and I don't normally work events, um, but I worked one, it was a fashion one in October and I was not only the youngest photographer there or the only female photographer there, I was the only one that showed up with my purse and a uh, camera and that was it. Everyone else had lighting that they brought with them. We were inside, but people still brought reflectors and stuff like that. I felt like people were just trying to show off mm -hmm. to the point of they were saying like, I have all this um, hundreds of dollars of equipment. Like, what do you have? And I felt really discouraged being there. And I was like, I, like I was saying imposter syndrome, I was like, I should not be here. This is my mm -hmm. first time shooting a fashion show. I don't obviously have what it takes because I didn't bring all this equipment. But afterwards, I looked at all the photos afterwards compared, like comparing myself to the other photographers. And my work was pretty much the only ones that showed such a different depth to it. Nice. Um, because I was the only one shooting film. I was the only one shooting Polaroids. Like no one else was bringing that to the table, um, which I think is super important if you're first starting out that you need to have something you can bring to the table that isn't just show off. Like you have to be true to yourself and true to like what you can bring to the table. So long story short, that's why I don't carry a camera bag. <laughs> um, but that was definitely like a good learning moment for me. Like, I don't need to feel bad about not spending all of this money because I am who I am and I shoot what I shoot. And if they don't like it, they wouldn't have hired me for this event. That is perfect because it it really shows. Okay, I'm always talking about for my company, how I, I'm launching the design database and how it's targeting, it's tailored to female creatives. 
because we think differently and we have proven to outperform men. <laughs> um, but um, not not to not to brag, <laughs> but um, you know. So it just your story here, your it aligns and proves my point really well that we our creative mindsets are incredible and we can, can can do more with less you know and that's I think really important for clients to know for anyone who's trying to hire us because we are so valuable because of that and more things but because of you know we can we have a I would say I don't be I'm biased because I'm a female creative but I would say that we you know we work smarter exactly you know, and that also helps to have costs cut down because of that and everyone's always concerned with money so it's like this is why we are a good investment because we are smarter we are well worse we work smarter we are creative and we can still create beautiful results from doing that exactly said beautifully (laughs) that was hard to say because I'm trying to choose my choose words carefully not to offend the men (laughs) men you're great too but I'm trying to you know push the point Okay, so where do you usually take your best photos and why do you consider those to be your best photos? So you're actually looking at it. This is my little studio. Um, I'm in a very small second bedroom in my apartment. Um, I have three paper backdrops and I have in my closet, I have one light, I have a backdrop stand for my fabric backdrops and that's pretty much it. I love doing outdoor shoots, but I feel like this is truly where I take my best work because you have to constantly come up with something different in order to get this different photos out of it. I could sit here and I could take photos on a white background and just call it it and say that that's my work. Um, But I really love that because of this, you can change based on your mood, um, how you're thinking or viewing, uh, what's inspiring you at that time. Um, Shooting and constantly being immersed in fashion, my work I feel like never gets stagnant because of that. And my current work really shows that in my studio Mm -hmm. because I'm constantly trying to challenge myself and develop things that I haven't done before. So do you think that because you are shooting from your home which is like I would assume for you a space of safety where where you're you're feeling more comfortable um do you think that 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 actually do you think that actually um helps your photos more because you are feeling so comfortable in your space and that helps you to create better images I think so I have worked at a few other studios in the past and they've been great but it's amazing knowing that I know my equipment that I have here and I know how to use it. Um, I, and to be honest, I don't have the crazy lights. My light is from Amazon. So (laughs) I know what I can work with. And if I go to these studios and they have all of this, like hundred dollars of equipment and lighting that I'm not hundred percent familiar with, um, it can be daunting, but I also feel like in the studio, it's just an amazing place to learn. I actually work um, for my full-time job. I work in an office that is attached to a studio and I'm constantly going in there and learning more about their like lighting systems and everything like that. And like, just looking at it, there's so much more that you can learn from it. Um, so I think it can be both ways. I think I can be comfortable in my own space, but I also think that it can be 
harder too, because I can't challenge myself as much as I could if I had all this um, access to all this equipment that all these studios will offer you. Um, but it's expensive. You have to have um, a lot of ins in order to work in a studio. I feel like I feel very grateful that I have put myself through having, I've had two, sometimes three jobs for um, a couple of years now, just to be able to afford my studio. Um, and that's something that, you know, I haven't had help from parents. I haven't had, like, I've done it all myself. And I think not only does it make me more comfortable, like you were saying, but it also gives me such like a sense of gratitude mm -hmm. and being able to like tell that story to like my models when they're here, I feel like makes them more comfortable. Um, so roundabout way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so adding to that too, I actually want to ask you if, if you're doing it all from home, is there ever a time when you feel less inspired or motivated to create because you're at home? Like, I feel like at times that I'm, because I'm always at home doing my, my company and everything because it's, you know, where I work. But there are times that because I'm at home all the time that I'm kind of like, I want to I be lazy at times, you know, because I'm home and I can I'm, I wouldn't go to sleep. So is that, has that ever like been an issue for you? Yeah, sometimes I actually, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I have not touched my camera the entire month of February Oh wow! Um, and it feels so good because it allows me time to kind of see where I'm at creatively and then maybe how I can apply that for future shoots. I think taking a break is always super important. Yeah. I, um, like I said, I have a bunch of jobs that I work and sometimes you just need to put that effort into those instead or put effort in, um, like my partner or my friends or my, um, two cats, like having a life outside of what you do is super important. And the fact that I'm constantly immersed in it because, like I work in my studio every day, definitely can play a part in the fact that you just need to take a step back mm -hmm. and you need to kind of view it as not your whole life, as just a job. And so yeah, sometimes, like I said, I haven't touched my camera all of February. You just need to take those breaks sometimes. And you come back, I feel like once you take those breaks, stronger. I've basically just reviewed this month, reviewed all of my work that I did. I shot probably, I want to say I had nine shoots in the entirety of January, um, which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Someone that only shoots a couple times a month. Um, so the fact that all those opportunities came to me, I'm super grateful for, but it was a lot. I found myself getting very burnt out. So having this break has just been so rejuvenating for me creatively that I can now go into March. Um, I have my whole March already planned for shoots and stuff like that. And I mean, it's going to be good. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm excited for you. <laughs> okay. So out of all of your photos so far, what has been your favorite photo or photo shoot? <sighs> That's a really tough question. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I feel like this answer is always ever changing because I used to love my work from when I first started like and I'd be like oh my god like these are my favorite photos I've ever taken and then I would outdo myself and I'd be like oh mm. no like these are my favorite ones That's um, awesome. and I just like feel myself getting better with every shoot um and so I gotta say probably 
even just last month um, has been some of my favorite work that I produced. I made myself get really creative in my studio with um, with props, with um, different cameras, like just really trying to like test the boundaries of what I can do. Um, and I feel like that's been super rewarding. If, if I had to choose one, I would probably say my very first shoot with, um, her name is Allie. She's with Maggie Agency in Boston, but she was my very first shoe in my studio, actually. I got everything's all set up. Um, I made this top for her. It was like two gloves stitched together. So I made the top um, and we just got along really well. And I haven't talked to her in a while, but I should feel like I tell I should tell her this because, <laughs> um, oh, that's not true. I actually did talk to her a couple months ago, but yeah, it was really rewarding to kind of see I did this for myself. I built this studio for myself and I'm having models come in and it was my first studio shoot in a very long time. I had access to a studio um, when I was in college, but we weren't really allowed to like play with the lights, touch the lights. So this was something that I really was just doing on my own in the studio and it felt super rewarding. That's a great answer. I love it. So has any of your work or photography style been influenced by an artist or anyone else in your life? Yes. Um, I have, I'm someone who's very, let's say studious. I'm very studious. <laughs> I like to, um, once I'm into something, I like to get into it. I like to study it. I like to perfect it. So when I first started, I loved viewing all of the photographers from the, the 20th century. I love Irving Penn, Helmut Newton, um, William Eggleston's, um, all of those that really shaped fashion. You want to see kind of like how it started and how you can perfect it. Um, not copy, but how you can take it, take what they did and use your brain to figure out something new. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's super important. I think fashion houses do that all the time is go into the archives and kind of like look through. Um, that's pretty much what I do. But I think it's also really important to kind of like look at what what's out there now. Like I'll go to my favorite fashion magazines or fashion media sites and say, oh, I really like this photo. Who shot it? Look at the photographer that they have listed there and start to follow them, start to see like, what are they doing? That's so different. I think it's super important as a creative that we use Instagram to our ability and TikTok to our ability as much as we can. And I think it's important to take what you're seeing and seeing how they got there from it. You can see someone's story. Everyone is so online now these days that you can see, you can kind of like, quote unquote, like steal maybe their best resources. If Are they posting that they're like cold emailing all these people and it's working? Okay, I'm going to do that. Are they tagging these people? Um, okay, I'm going to try to have those in my contacts. Are they part of um, an agency? Okay, I'm going to see if I can get a part of that agency. Like really seeing what people now are doing and how they're getting there so that you can propel yourself to be like whatever you want to be. Yeah. Is there anything, any kind of equipment that you have purchased that you wish that you hadn't purchased? And also what are some of the important tools that you have purchased that are valuable to you? Yeah. Um, I'm someone who does a lot of research. And like I was saying about like the equipment that I'm not someone that has like all this mm -hmm. money to expend on it. So I'm actually really thankful that I, there's nothing I haven't regretted buying. I Good. find myself using almost everything 
every shoe. Um, I have my one light from Amazon is just this little um, standard, I don't even know the right word for it. It's just a continuous light. Um, it looks like a headlamp almost. Um, it has a little hood on it and it's pretty much has been all I've needed. Um, soft boxes are super important too. I have a soft box that I use occasionally. Um, it's really important. And different backgrounds, they can get expensive, but I think they've been the most valuable in my set design and just being able to make the most out of my studio. So that's what I would recommend. Um, I don't really have anything I regret now. Good to know. Okay, so what has been the best moment of your career so far? Um, Probably for me, the fact that if someone emails me to book me, they say that they found me somewhere or they've been recommended to me by someone, I think is a really amazing feeling, especially with working um, with model agencies. I had someone over the summer from Ford Models reach out to me and say mm. like, um, we love your work. Um, she said, I love your work. I want to um, book a shoot with you. I want you to have full creative you know, direction, styling, and they wanted me, I work with um, model agency in New York too, called Zebedi, and um, they constantly tell me like, we want your full vision. They don't just want my photos, they want me to take it and they want me to creative direct, to style, to set design, to shoot the photos wow. and really have um, full creative control. So just someone trusting you that much um, just feels so great for your like creative brain to hear that you can have that but other than that I really I'm just hoping for more I like I know the economy is hard and it's been really hard for creatives especially um but just hoping I want to be able to be like I booked this shoot and it's a major client I've had a couple of pretty cool brand partnerships and I've gotten a couple cool um magazine features but other than that like I'm someone who's always striving for more. I want to be able to find more. And um, I feel like the best is to come. I feel like the best is to come. Let's we'll put it out there, put it into the universe. <laughs> manifesting, yeah, I agree. Exactly. Okay, so adding to manifesting, where do you envision yourself in, let's say a year from now? Um, I'm actually preparing myself to kind of like finish out my time here in Boston. I have been here since I started school in um, 2016 and we kind of just like rushed to move here when the pandemic happened, my partner and I. And I think this year is gonna be the year that I finally um, try to make something more of this and move to New York. And Yay, my state. I know, <laughs> I, I'm hoping, I, I'm really hoping. I That was the plan all along um, after graduating and then the, with the pandemic and then watching the economy like do its thing I you know you get scared um but sometimes you just have to take that leap and just kind of like do it for yourself and I've been telling myself I'm going to be doing it and I think think this is the year that I'm finally going to do it and I'm gonna find a job that's a little bit more suited for me and work more towards becoming this fashion photography possible um also in the next year I'm really trying to get representation I feel like it's really important as a fashion photographer if you're working freelance to have an agent some people are really keen to the idea some people aren't um I think it's something that can help me and I think my work living in Boston has now reached its point where I feel like I can do that and I've had I have the um the client's 
to back up on it. Um, so I think, I think that's the move. I don't know. I don't know yet, but that's what I'm manifesting for the next yes. year. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. So actually then I want to ask you, how do you, well, I've already heard you talk about um, clients that have come to, that have come to you for shoots, but I want to know how do you find new fashion clients or what are some ways that are most effective for you in attracting new clients? I am honestly still trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. I have found that as a creative posting as much as you can on Instagram and TikTok um, can seem so silly, but it can actually help you so much. Yeah. Like if you look up Bas uh, Boston fashion photographer, I'm one of the first people that come up. Yay. So if you are looking for something on TikTok, I've had a bunch of people book me and they've told me that that's how they found me. Um, so I'm doing my part by posting and then they're doing their part by booking. So it's something that I always tell myself that I feel silly for doing, um, but it's becoming so necessary, especially in 2023. Like you kind of have to, in order to get your name out there. Yeah. Um, I am someone that is constantly cold emailing and it's hard because some people are really against it and some people are for it you are often left on delivered or read or whatever. Um, and it can be discouraging. Um, I've only gotten a few things from it. Um, so it's not my favorite way of trying to find people, but it's a good last resort. And also just following hashtags on, again, on social media, on Instagram, following hashtags, like connecting yourself. Networking is the biggest way to find anything um in the fashion industry because everyone knows everyone and everyone can direct you to the right place um so I feel like that's super important and something that I'm still trying to get better with that was great advice so I want to have a little bit lead into that a little bit more is there any other advice you want to give out to anyone who is just starting out in photography or fashion photography or just any gems you want to share yes um so definitely, like I said, using social media to your advantage, it can only help you as long as you aren't posting anything that can obviously hurt you. But if you are just promoting yourself, it it's so helpful. And I think also with that is just posting your work and practicing and practicing and practicing study. It is it's only what you put into it is what you get out of it. And I think that's really important to always keep in mind that if I was someone and I was only shooting like every couple of months um, and not taking it as seriously as I am now, I don't think I would be to the level where I think I am. Um, so practicing super helps. And also something that I found that has really helped myself is creating a brand identity. I feel like a lot of people don't really think that fashion photographers have to do that. But if you look at any fashion personnel, um, they all have a brand identity that sets them apart from the rest of everyone. So if you have a brand identity, um, for me, it's my editing style. It's how I style my models. It's how I do my set design. It's how I creative direct. Like that is a full package that once you go and look at my overall um, like brand on my website, it's all cohesive. And even if it's some more ideas are out there than others, like everything feels alike. And that's something that 
when they go to me, if anyone goes to me, they know what they're going to get. And it's going to set you apart from the other competition, which I think is really important. And honestly, lastly, for advice, don't get discouraged because it's something that I have to honestly keep reminding myself. I feel like it's something everyone needs to hear that you just need to focus on how you can better yourself and not let the state of the world discourage you from doing it. Well said. I actually have a new question I just thought of. <laughs> yeah. Um, because of that. So have, have there been any challenges that you've faced in your career so far that, that have been hard to overcome? And if so, how have you tackled them? Yes. So graduating in a pandemic wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I graduated in 2020 from college and I felt like a fish out of water. I didn't know what mm-hmm. I was doing. I just know that I wanted to still create. Um, and I have heard a lot of no's because of either the state of the economy right now or because of the pandemic. So just keeping in mind that you are going to hear all these no's until you hear a yes, I think is super important Um, because it is challenging. It's a hard time for creatives right now. You have mm-hmm. to have a million other jobs just to be able to support yourself. Like I work these things and it's not necessarily what I want to do, but it's what I have to do if I want to become what I want to become, if that makes sense. Um, So yes, there are a lot of challenges, but you just have to keep, you know, being true to yourself, being proud of yourself and being really standing by the work that you create because people are going to see that and people are going to understand that and people are going to want to continue to see more from that that was an excellent way to end the show thank you for that (laughs) I try (laughs) (laughs) all right so lastly how can our audience find you yes I am on Instagram TikTok any social media except for Twitter it's at Madison Pulaski M-A-D-I-S-O-N-P-A-L-O-S-K-I um, my website is also www.madisonpulaski.com if you want to find me on there um other than that yeah thank you for joining us you have been amazing I could actually talk to you for another hour but we have to end the show here (laughs) but you are amazing thank you so much for joining me today thank you this was so much fun I really (laughs) appreciate it bye (laughs) and that is a wrap fearless narratives airs every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts be sure to follow us on Instagram and we will see you next week